listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovich. Hey everyone, I'm Alison. And I am Lisa, and we are the Soggy Bottom Girls, ready to talk pastry week. Yes, it is episode six on the Netflix series that is running right now, the brand new one, which has felt so different and 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 good. It feels good. I like it. I like waiting till Friday um, and getting yeah, an episode. It's like a little treat. It is it's a little like treat. A reward. And uh, I heard your boys in the band got a little treat from you they since did. it's pastry week. They you did. Should, you should talk about it. Oh, you know, it seems more impressive than it really is because I did <laughs> not make my own phyllo because you want to know why? I think it's a hassle as someone else thinks it's a hassle, Mr. <laughs> Giuseppe. Remember, he thought it was <laughs> yes. a different word. And it does. Uh, it did sound like the other word. If you know, did. you know. It actually did, yeah. Uh, totally. But anyway, making your own phyllo, it's a hassle. And I bought some phyllo. And guess what? Working with store-bought phyllo, that is also a hassle. It really, really is. You have to keep it covered and you have to butter it. And, you know, it's going to tear. It often does. Um, But I made two apple strudel for my band. It was Mm -hmm. their request. It was Dan's request. And some of the guys, we played two apple festivals this year, oddly enough. Oh, wow. Two different towns. And they both, uh, Ross and Mike both bought um, apple strudel. And I was like, I think I can make that. And I watched, ho- I hope it's okay to shout out a different show on <gasps> our podcast. Uh, oh, yes, Should I okay. not? Okay. No, America's Test Kitchen. If you don't watch America's Te- Test Kitchen on PBS, where you can also watch The Great British Bake Off, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Some of the Absolutely. older episodes. That's where my mom watches it. Um Oh, but any, anyway, oh, yeah, because she that. doesn't have Netflix. She but, doesn't? Uh, Martha. 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 Netflix. I'm talking to you, directly to you, get Netflix. Okay. Okay. But I watch, they always make the absolute best of whatever it is. Right. If you want to know how to make fried chicken, right. watch them. They'll tell you the tool to use. They'll tell you the mistakes to avoid. It's very scientific. And there's something nerdy in me that I'm not a scientist, but there's something that I really like that where mm-hmm. they go, we did this because of that. We did this mm-hmm. because of that. And so they're like, you know, apple strudel a lot of times is soggy and the pastry is too thick because people use too many layers and we solved every problem. And I'm telling you, I watched their video on YouTube. I did not pay because you have to pay to get their recipes. I know. Um, so I didn't. I just sat there and listened to it and paused it and wrote everything down and followed their recipe to a T. And it turned out perfectly, people. So, Wow. Was, and you trusted the oral interpretation of the recipe. Good for you. They, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But I mean, they tell you two tablespoons of this. Yeah. One yes. tape, one and a half of that. They're very, very careful to, to tell you. And so, yes, and it turned out fantastic. Really, I good. do check. I do check into that show from time to time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it irritates me. Sometimes I don't like it. I do like when they compare. Hey, here's the best um, knife you could buy. And yeah. honestly, I brought that up because years ago I wrote down the best knife and then asked for it for Christmas and got it. Best knife for the value. So I have. Let's hear what that. it is. What is it? 
what it's called? <laughs> it's just called my good knife. Nice. <laughs> it's called my good knife. I inher- I inherited some good knives, like Wusterhof or something like German knives. They start with a W from mm-hmm. my mother-in-law when she passed. And those are pretty good knives. They're nice are and they? heavy. And she has sharpened yes. the heck out of them. She's kept them sharp. So um, they, they still work really well. But anyway, I worked with Puff, or not Puff Pastry, with the Philo. And so I feel like I can speak to a little bit of this week anyway. So did one of your band members request Cool Whip for the top of their strudel? Oh, he did. And you know what's funny? <laughs> I put the great big tub in front of Ross, Cool Whip Enthusiast t-shirt. Cool to, Whip Enthusiast, yes. arrive soon. And everyone else, literally, they're like, don't do it, Ross. <laughs> don't do it. It's too good without it. They're like, it'll cover up the flavor. And he was like, you know what? You're right. And so he had Cool Whip uh, for a dessert after his dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a lie he totally did oh ross i know we're gonna have to get ross good. on the show sometime so people can <laughs> everybody would enjoy ross because he has a teensy bit of a southern twang with like mm. an affectation from the midwest so his his voice is very unique that is unique yeah you know we've been doing a lot of accents and uh, yours truly has done them very poorly, but I just can't help uh-uh. it when it comes to your guys. Yours is fantastic. <laughs> However, I will say, I think it's interesting that in later recent years, the Midwestern accent is so uh, made fun of, for oh, lack totally. of a better term. Mm-hmm. It totally has taken the place of the Southern accent, which used to be when we were a kid, everybody right. would twain and do like an over the top Southern Accent, and now I feel as though everywhere I'm mocked by my hot dish and my pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I am mocked also. We went to Colorado a few years back, and we were white white water rafting. And the man who was helping us in our white water raft, I get it, white water rafting. Um, he's like, "Oh my gosh, where are you from? Minnesota?" I'm like. I'm like, no, I'm from Indiana. He's like, oh, you've got the biggest, thickest Midwestern accent I've ever heard. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I can't I, help it. I, same here. I can hear it in my headphones when we're podcasting sometimes. I thought, wow, people probably are just having a heyday. Just heyday. Midwest girls. <laughs> That's you, well, baby. <clears throat> Um, since I brought him up and I will do him now for you. Please do. The signature was shoe nuts. <laughs> this week's signature was so dumb. Um, shoe pastry <laughs> made into donuts and deep fried. Yeah, it didn't really need to happen. And I'm with Lizzie. She declared that if there was a hell, this would be it for her. I don't um, know why, though. It doesn't. You know, I can make shoe pastry. I've seen children on like junior chopped or whatever make shoe pastry by memory. It's really not that hard. And so I didn't know why she got so upset about it. I'm not sure either because I I've made unsuccessful shoe pastry, but I did. It's, it isn't. I, I would think you could redo it two or three times. In 10 minutes and get it yeah. right. You know, it's not sure. um, super involved in lots of ingredients, but. I don't know how to fry things. So that would be a problem for me, but I'm yeah. sure I, I could learn. Ditto. Well, she was pretty anxious about the frying, um, but she, she picked a really interesting 
I liked it. Raspberry liqueur and hibiscus. They had to make a filled donut and they had to make a donut with a topping of some sort. And I think she made like a caramel toffee glazed topped donut and a raspberry liqueur and a hibiscus. The devil's donut. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if he does enjoy some some (laughs) chew nuts. Bring on Paul Hollywood now. I gotta have that <laughs> The judges liked it. They thought they were both good. Um, and she was super relieved. She's so sweet. I love her. Um, Giuseppe, well, sorry, what am I doing? I'm stepping on you. Oh, how dare you take my <laughs> man? <laughs> Giuseppe making the limoncello liqueur <laughs> with the almond nougatina. <laughs> <laughs> this is I the only know. reason we do this podcast, you guys. I just know. to oh my gosh, make ourselves laugh. <laughs> it makes me laugh so much I can't even look at you. Limoncello is delicious. <clears throat> Have you ever had it? Um, I haven't, but I know it is very Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, because the American Italian restaurant I worked at served it. I, I don't know, like no, because Giuseppe puts it in stone, his shoe nuts. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I would eat his. I would eat his. Uh, Shoe nut, even though they said a little too much limoncello. They did say that. And mm-hmm. I was somewhat surprised. I wonder if it was just too boozy. Um, George, whatever. Christelle. Oh, this is where she brings How up. How dare you gloss again. over George's. over George. I'm sorry. You know, everyone, we're talking major innuendo with George. Is that okay to talk about, Allison? Yes. So we, we have talked a lot lately and even both said, Oh, but we, we want to remain positive because that's what this show is about for us. But I really feel that you're onto something with this particular episode. These two hosts who are not unlikable, they are just doing such over the top stuff that's changing the way the show goes. It sort of is, but was it their fault? What she said? Uh, well, <laughs> at this point, Prue. Yeah, I wonder why they chose to edit that way um, to make it funny and naughty, yeah, a little but, bit naughty. <clears throat> so during the judging, they come over to George and. They're sort of giving him advice because he's made this cream, Chantilly cream, I believe, filling. And it wasn't, they couldn't find it well, right? It wasn't right. filled well. Is that what She's it like, was? I have a bit without the cream. And then she gave the little tip of, <laughs> I don't even want to say it because it's disgusting. I know. Out of context, it's disgusting. You know, maybe we should uh. say if you know, you know, but I'll probably just say it. She said, I I need two holes so I can squirt. And then she says, when you feel that little bit of resistance, then it's it's yeah. fun. So anyway, Prue and then, you know, Paul and Matt are dying. And you know what? If I was there, I would have been dying too because I am also a child. And because yes. she's like, Why are you laughing? And Matt's like, because we're children. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. And that it's just, I guess it's par for the course with you know, where's my balls? Blah, blah, blah. They're, right. you know, they're, they're blind baking their pie. Where are my balls? And they don't mean to say it, but they do. Right. right. But in this particular episode, it seems as though they took that to the nth degree. Um, case in point, the first one, but also later 
oh, it's George again. Look at that. And he has made some sort of sausage roll. But instead of saying that, they say massive sausage. (laughs) And they refer to it many times and say that it's rock hard. Okay. Well, and then George puts it in the freezer, which just adds to the fodder because then it's hard and it's too hard. He's overfrozen it. And then there's just all this talk about his frozen or his hard sausage. It's just, I'm not a prude or a prude. I'm not a prude, but you know, sometimes it's too much. I think the difference is, is Paul is succumbing to it and laughing as well now where that day used to be the case. He used to just stay so stony face. Mm -hmm. And now it's almost like everybody's like the jokes on Prue and I don't know, whatever. And you know, it's funny because George in the signature, George in the finale, or sorry, the showstopper. But do you remember when he was trying to open the tongs? Yes. When George was trying to open the tongs and it was like beat, 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 beat. And then all of a sudden he goes, press it in. Paul says, you, you push it in. And then he just looks at the camera and like major eye roll. I'm sorry. I thought that was kind of funny. I thought it was funny too, but I also wondered, is that one of the first times that Paul sort of breaks the fourth wall and talks to the mm. audience or like he can't speak to the audience, but he makes a look. Normally he's like a Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Yes. You know what I, mean? I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm like, I have don't do you have some tongs that you have to press in to pop them I open? Do. I do. Who doesn't know that? I know. <laughs> Come on, George. He was he was truly the butt of like every joke in this one. So yeah, he was. Anyway. Um I'm looking through my notes to see if there's any belts we should really hit who did a really good job. Um, like Jürgen and his Uzu, Ube, something, Saki, blah, blah. And just so Whatever. many words. I don't even know. So many two-syllable what? words. Yugu. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that purple thing called? Ube. Ube. Oh, Ube. Sake. Ube. Yam. And Yuze or something. Yuzu. Um, Yuzu. Thank you. Um, whatever. He did a good job. <laughs> and when they said he was a child of the seventies, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, not uh, as old as Jurgen. And I bet I am. I bet I'm as old as Jurgen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, after I glossed over George earlier, I was talking about Christelle and her miso caramel. Um, <clears throat> hers are too tightly closed textured, but she makes this amazing passion fruit mango. Um, filling that is really successful. Um, I guess I should speak about Amanda too, because I wonder if maple and bacon is new over, over there. there. Um, because it's not here. And I've been seeing like maple glazed donuts with bacon on top for mm-hmm. quite a few years. Actually, sure. no, I, I agree. It's anything that's over the top, it's American. Right, right. You know. But she needed more bacon and she needed less rose. Oh, man. When you decide to go rose. Here we go again with the rose. You guys, coffee. good of a flavor. Everything should be coffee flavored. (laughs) If I went on that show, they'd be like, you're making coffee flavored this again, Lisa. Yes, I am. 
I'm unapologetic because it's a delicious flavor and I don't want my desserts to be flower flavored. That's for the soap. I agree. And, you know, she even had a quite chunky petals on top. And I don't know. I told you I picked my rose petals here and I carefully dried them out and washed them. And then I tasted them. I'm like, they taste like nothing. <laughs> oh, really? But, um, but just like kind of a botanical, you know, flavor. Mm-hmm. The rose essence is where it's at. Obviously right. the rose water, but whatever. Um, yeah. So the technical, I feel like we've had a baklava discussion before. Yes. But you had... Have you made it before? Yes, or you I have. Just not, I thought so. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when I made mine. Mm-hmm. Let's, lest we forget, I also made my own phyllo. And yeah, I have to say, right. yeah. I've said it so, so, so many times. I am 100% an amateur. I know nothing that you can't just find online or in a, in a book. You know what I mean? Nobody has really taught me anything. But when he said... Paul said this. It came from his mouth. He said, this is the hardest technical that has ever been. And I thought, well, I've, I've made that. Uh-huh. I've made that. Uh-huh. But that, that I never would put myself on par with those guys. When I made mine, let us remember, it was on lockdown. Everybody was at home. Mm-hmm. I watched a video of a man making it like step by step. Oh yeah. Probably yes. 20 times. Oh, oh my. Wow. You know what I mean? I kept going back <clears throat> and to watch him do it again and going back and what because his technique for rolling the dough is very specific. And you know how to cut it and the filling, and you know, so I watched it a lot of times. So I can't say I could have just made it from a piece of paper the way that they did. But um, I have so you, made it. Did you do that geometric design on top? <laughs> well, no. Is that traditional? Is that that I, no, I I mean I don't know the diamond is what a tradition the tradition sure is. sure and that's what I cut mine into just plain diamonds that's what I'm accustomed to seeing mm-hmm. I wasn't accustomed to seeing the scored round um, with the geometric pattern mm-hmm. it reminded top, me of a quilt but, block my grandma Blancet would have yep, made I think you're right yeah, yeah that's a good and I was surprised most of them got it. I, and for you know some what? people, it's hard for them to think that way, you know, Absolutely. to think in how to cut this. And they never, they didn't make like a lot of mistakes. There was no template to put no. on top. You know who would have dug that big time? Our good friend, Redhead. Oh my gosh. He would have yes. been like, ooh, down to the millimeter. Yes. He would have done really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the top people are Chiggs, Christelle, and Jurgen is number one. And down at the bottom is Lizzie, George, Amanda, and Giuseppe, actually. But, um, yeah, I mean, do you think you're going to make it next week? Uh, If I do, I'll use the sheets that I purchased, of course. But it's, you know, if you buy the phyllo in the pack, it's it's not hard to make. It's just buttering it in between and Mm -hmm. grinding up those pistachios and stuff. It's it's not hard. So it's the, it's the pastry part. That's the hard. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I think you kind of, 
you can only eat just a little bit. It's it's so sweet. You know, with that honey syrup. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me at your wedding reception. <laughs> Did I have baklava at my wedding reception? Yes, and you didn't remember this when we talked about it before. Yes. Because wasn't there that little outdoor porch where all, a lot of the food was and desserts? There, someone had brought baklava or someone had contributed or you had bought baklava because yes, I think that's I the first time I had it. I think it's oh, the well, first good time for I had you. It. Oh, yes. Mine I was a, at my Greek restaurant and <clears throat> what in the world is this? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Coldwater, Michigan, you don't get a lot of uh, ethnic foods, you know. My Just only soy chop suey <laughs> <laughs> in a can. <laughs> Yum. Uh, uh, we were somewhere the other day. Um, oh, yes. It's a little place. It's not a little place. It's a big place in our town that is always jumping. And it's jumping because it just has very basic Midwestern food, but it's really good. But their special was chop suey for lunch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm making a very <laughs> yuck face. And chop suey isn't even a Chinese thing. It's just like Americanized. I know. I I said to John, I dare you. I dare you to eat a bunch of cooked celery for lunch. Oh, yes. That's (laughs) what it is. Gross. That's horrifying. And then some nice dried um, chow mein noodles. noodles. (laughs) Yum. Mm Mm-hmm. How'd we get there? I don't know. but (laughs) I wonder if you could bake. Some chop suey into a delicious terrine pie. What do you think, Allison? Gosh, I bet you probably could. You could, um, but it is kind of making me feel sick about to my stomach. So tell me, I don't mean to sound like an idiot. And we talk about baking all the time. The terrine pie, the emphasis on freezing it to or chilling it rather to turn it out. I missed something there because people have made filled pies before people have made decorative, mm-hmm. I guess maybe they've been hand raised or something and they didn't need to unmold them. I guess that's what terrine means, right? You just really, really, really <laughs> have to it's make sure it's cooled so that it doesn't collapse. Mm-hmm. You have to get those, you know, the fats in the sides to solidify mm-hmm. and the filling in the middle. Cause can you imagine if, Crystal's curry hadn't cooled. Right. And I don't know the temperature that they would have served it at because I wouldn't That's think that I the pie wondering. would be cold. Right. Probably warm, you know. Hmm. Um, and maybe you could, if you had the time, which these guys never do, but maybe you could just let it sit at room temperature until it was, you know, right. cooled to the touch. I don't know. Well, the challenge this week, as we've been speaking of, is to make an intricate terrine pie with ornate pastry and a unique patent. patent (laughs) So many inside. I know. Typically packed with a warm pate. They want it highly decorative. I'm just letting you know, not you, Lisa, but everyone else know that that is the challenge. And it was stressful. It was one of those that... Everybody was sort of, you know, on pins and needles for the people that didn't get theirs unmolded, but <clears throat> they could I kind of liked it. Did you? I, th- I thought it was a cute, at least it wasn't, you know, I have to 
beat this dead horse, Freddie Mercury's head made out of cake. <laughs> you know, I'm glad it wasn't uh, that. I thought it was sort of, uh, you know, not incredibly over the top, except for Cristal and her little house, which to me was, <laughs> I loved it so much when she was like, first Aww. of all, this is my great grandma's house. I've made Do you mean pickle cottage, Pick, a pickle cottage, <laughs> Lily and Nana's pickle cottage. Yeah. What, what, did, what did she call her? Lily Nana's Lily Nana. cottage. I'm sure she likes us saying Lily Nana, <laughs> but with like, and then it's two of grandma's recipes in there too. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. I just loved it. And she deserved that handshake. And didn't you enjoy the surprise? The trick. I, I did loved that when he's like get over here have you seen this yes have you seen this and then a handshake it was precious it was honestly precious and her eyes got so big and I just loved it so anyway yes because she was about to panic as though there was a un you know a very doughy back or something it was very sweet I thought remember when she had to taste her own her own chili uh, yeah, chutney or whatever, and she's like, I'm, "I usually can take spice," and then she's, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." So, yeah, I t- I'm telling you, she is a character. We will see her have her own show. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about um, uh, Chigs because we haven't really mentioned him. He makes a hot water crust. I just wrote pork fest. Nope. <laughs> um, this pork eye, pork yeah. Fest. But I, I like how they. I'm guessing that gherkins are dill pickles, right? Mm-hmm. They, I think Prue talked about how lovely the apricot and the gherkin. Um, and he doesn't like were. gherkin. We've talked about that before. Paul doesn't mm-hmm. like doesn't like that. Um, they said it was an uninspired design, but um, it looked. But then they said it looked lovely on the inside, maybe is what they were referring to. Some of them, you know, when they're like, it has to have like a little surprise inside. And to me, like, oh, I the, forgot about that aspect. Yeah. Um, Lizzie's little surprise with the fish in the middle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How perfect was that? And it was. And it didn't seem like overly complicated. She cut a potato mm-hmm. into the shape of a fish. Hey, she understood the assignment. She, she, I thought she did a beautiful job. You don't have to overthink it and make a union Jack in there or something the way that they do on the (laughs) the cakes, you know, Uh, I just thought that was really cute. The way Lizzie did that. I did too. I did too. Um, I think Jurgen too did a really intricate inside design, didn't he? Cause he had beef and sauerkraut and horseradish and beetroot. And Mm -hmm. so he had all these colors and he'd kind of made, I forget what he called the design, where there was a solid piece at the top. Anyway, he did it, he did it well. They mm-hmm. thought it was beautiful, delicious pastry, but he had dried his beef out was the only complaint, but he had filled all the other right. um, requirements. George, we already talked about his giant hard sausage. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> Keeping um, it clean for the listeners. He was really, and they, I will say, it was kind of gross because they're like, it doesn't seem like it's cooked. Well, and probably because the sausage was frozen. Exactly. And you can't there was just a lot of drama. It to cook. Yeah. A lot of drama with uh, both George and Amanda didn't get their uh, pies in the oven with enough time for sure. She was too busy fiddling around with the decor. I know. And um, I have a very special note written about Amanda 
just disgusting. But um, <laughs> they're like, it It looks like an amputated bone. Like the middle oh, looked ew. like, didn't you hear him say that? Because it wasn't, it. it wasn't pretty on the inside. And it was kind of like a circle and kind of red. They're like, it looks like an amputated bone. Oh, boy. And I, I put parentheses, sleepy hollow, because... <laughs> Because I had some friends over and we watched, we watched the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow and there oh. were so many headless people in that. And I had to look at amputated spinal columns many, oh many God. times when I was watching it. Good movie though. I had never seen it before. Pretty good. I have not ever seen it. And now uh, I don't want to. It's worth, it's worth a watch at Halloween. I do like Johnny Depp, but... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. Uh, you're Giuseppe. He... Giuseppe decorates the owl. <laughs> beef spinach. With uh, cauliflower, beef, smoked mozzarella. Um, and he, I thought he had a good idea. He used ham to line the bottom of his pastry. And I wrote soggy bottom with a little X out of it. He's like, the he... last thing you want is a soggy bottom. I can't do it. The last the thing I want is a soggy bottom. And I just wish I could isolate <laughs> him saying that. And just that's <laughs> people, I'm not going to listen to your podcast because the last the thing <laughs> you want is a soggy bottom. <laughs> His was cute. It was a good design, they thought. Oh, the owl. You no, love owls. I do love owls. It was but so he made cute. a good pastry, too. He made a good pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, we t- talked about Lily Nana's pickle cottage and Christelle getting a handshake from that bake. And it was mm-hmm. cute and it was very detailed. And unlike she kind of did things different than Amanda and too bad Amanda didn't pick up on that. You know, she yeah. kind of got it in the oven and then did her other stuff, knowing that a little teeny bird or whatever is going to bake in moments. Right. It's not going right. to take all this time. <clears throat> But that peaked top on the on the cottage yeah. was so it was you know made me think of gingerbread houses of yes. course but how sweet was that I just loved it. Hey, uh, I feel like I keep asking this: When does gingerbread baking season start for you? Soon it will be soon. Uh, uh, what's my daughter's name? Sophie comes home Sunday, and we'll oh, be doing okay. we'll be doing our design. Uh, uh, you know, try to figure out what we want to build. And if anybody out there has a structure somewhere, like you should make your gingerbread house look like this. It can't be fancy. It can't be like a Victorian house. I'm yes, not, I'm not, oh, good heavens. I'm not that kind of gingerbread maker. Um, we have done, you know, Rose Cottage from the holiday. And we tried to do the house from, uh, home alone didn't do a very good job with that so well you know. your girl though is super creative like you are I feel like you'd make a great team and we had Sophie on the podcast earlier this year and I think we talked about your gingerbread mm-hmm. I think you should go for it this year go for it and do what yes I don't know I'll start sending <laughs> you ideas okay <laughs> I bet she can do the detail. I mean, I think you're probably a really good team because she kind of, I mean, sorry, miss, I make my own clothes. I make a crochet bikini and then I decide <laughs> to make puppets that I've never made before. And then I do them all really well and walk she's, away. And start other she's stuff. something she, there's <clears> not, <throat> if, if there's something that she wants to try, she's going to try it. And mm-hmm. she usually does a really good job. Yeah. She's made puppets. How about big Ben? <laughs> 
that's not a bad idea. Maybe a Statue of Liberty. No. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, this is just whatever, but Amanda, I don't think she ever got her stride. No. I, I felt like she kind of could have gone several other weeks, kind of was on right on the cusp of it. I just feel like she never got into her groove well. And I agree. Um, but I, you know what I liked about Amanda? She was one of those like a little bit more uh calm. Yeah. Not, not as calm as Selassie, maybe, you know, in the past, <laughs> where he's like right. super chill. But she was much more calm than say Christelle. I think Christelle's, you know, constantly on pins and needles, as you have yeah. said. Yes. And Lizzie gets, you know, kind of flummoxed now and then but i think amanda's a little more low-key even when she got she got voted voted off survivor but um when she was you know asked to leave she's just kind of okay and she didn't burst into tears like no sweet little freya or anything like that um no it just i you, you have to say that at least i as i think i'm just as average as anybody ever could get um, people like to not feel stressed out watching a show. At least that's how I feel. Yes. Um, I don't want somebody to be crying and because huh, 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 you know we watch this show to kind is like comfort TV, as we've yes. said before. And you don't want somebody who's just gonna make you feel like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Mm-hmm. And she she was kind of calm. And Jurgen is also very calm. You know, yes. And when I watch Giuseppe, as I've said, I think maybe last week, he I, he is so so good at what he does. You're 100 percent confident that he's going to do it, finish it, and kill it. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, that was just something that I really enjoyed about Amanda. Well, Amanda's gone, unfortunately, but the positive news is that Lizzie got Starbaker. I'm no. sorry, Lizzie Denek and Starbaker Christelle. <laughs> Christelle got Starbaker. And you and- know what's wild is Christelle got Starbaker and she they were not super excited about her signature. They loved her showstopper so much that they gave it to her. And also she was second in the technical, of course, which is very unusual for her. Yes, it is. But um, you know, when she did the the texture of her shoe nut was was really not what they were looking That's right. for. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think that her her showstopper was just perfect mm-hmm. was, and fantastic about Witty, it was charming perfect. delicious yep. Yep. they loved it yep so and meaningful and they always ask for you know share a memory share a toy that's right. from your right. childhood and she like took it to that step which i i thought was great she did mm-hmm. and i loved her uh phone call home oh um, that <laughs> family wouldn't you like to be in that family it might give me yeah. a headache I always think, oh, wouldn't it be fun to be in a family where everybody's in everybody's business and everybody's real loud and stuff? And I'm like, well, Mm. I might say that for a couple of days, but my family's nice and calm and extremely white and Midwest, you know, just like (laughs) keep it to yourself. (laughs) I did like, you just love to see when someone has that kind of support. Oh, I know. It was very sweet. And congratulations to Christelle. 
because I think she's gonna be in the final. Can't believe it. I'm just like randomly singing a lot lately. And oh, I like I it. Never do Keep that. Up. In front of singer, singers. Um, no, you absolutely should make <clears throat> a joyful noise unto your soggy bottom partner. <laughs> Sorry, Allison and I went to a Christian college. Joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shout so out to funny. Judson. Shout out to Judson College. <laughs> oh. The birthplace of this podcast. Oh, Lisa, we are done. And Dustin. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.